What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the North Shore Nine Post Game Show. I'm your host, Jim Rizzotti. With me is Tyler. Tyler, happy Friday night. How are you doing? You know what, man? The Steelers are on. But, Jim, we haven't been on together in so long. Yeah, I feel like it has been a while. It's, it's been, been like, like two a weeks. decade. It's been at least two weeks. It has. But, um, yeah, it has. And you know the what? A, we, the A-team's back. A-team is back. Unfortunately, not an A-game yeah. to talk about. Yeah. Uh, Pirates lose 9-2 to two here in game one of the series versus the Reds. Uh, Johan Oviedo looked bad. Uh, Andrew Abbott just dominated this Pirates uh, lineup. Offensively, the Pirates really couldn't get anything going whatsoever. Uh, it was pretty just... Bad game all around. Yeah. Um, I think we could just wrap it up right there. Like, yeah, I mean, let's special right there, man. Let's let, let's quickly talk about Johan Oviedo. Um, Leonardo yeah. and I had the post game show on Monday when, you know, he pitched lights out, looked amazing. Mm -hmm. uh, today, the first inning, we, we kind of keep bringing this up with him. First inning got to him. He gives up three runs in that first inning. Ellie De La Cruz with a two-run triple to kind of uh, bust things open there in the first. Uh, what did you think about Oviedo tonight? I mean, he was kind of inconsistent. He had, you know, he, he went five innings, but the six runs you obviously can't you can't do that. No, um, I think like we can go back to a previous conversation we've had off the air about Johan Oviedo where he's a guy that if you look at him in a vacuum and you compare him to a Rich Hill, who's going to go out there every night and give you five innings, three runs, that's what you're going to get every single night. Johan Oviedo, on the other hand, you're going to get a lights-out performance, and then you're going to get a lot of really bad performances. That's who he is. At the end of the day, it's going to probably end up at like a 450 ERA. And we're after tonight, we're probably edging towards there. I don't know where he's at at this point, but um, yeah, 442, by the way. Yeah. So I think we're, we're probably really close to another bout, bad outing. Like you look at an oval, Johan Oviedo, the stuff's really good. There's just not enough consistency with him. And, I think that's something that doesn't really get mentioned enough about really good starting pitching is that the consistency is very, very important. The stuff can get you so far, but mm -hmm. when you don't have it, you have to be able to just eat the innings and get through like a six inning, like two, three run type of outing. Johan Oviedo is not at that point. I don't know that he'll ever get to that point. 
That's why he's a back end type of guy. It's nothing against him. I think he's done far and away more than I ever thought he would do for this team as a starting pitcher. It's just, it's who he is as a person, as a pitcher for this organization. He's not a guy that's going to go out there and give you some, give you an outing that you can really rely on every night of the week or every fifth day, I should say. I mean, that's a really good assessment. Uh, we, we, we had this debate and it's like, would you rather have someone who just gives you six innings, three runs every time? Or would you rather have a guy like Oviedo where like Doug points out here, he's got 11 starts this season where he gives up one or zero runs. Uh, but then, I mean, if we, I guess if we just look at overall numbers here tonight was start number uh, 23. So 11 starts of just being awesome and 12 starts of being not great. <laughs> so which one would you rather have? I don't know. Uh, I feel like both of them are needed in different situations. Uh, both types of players have value. Like you mentioned, it's nothing against Oviedo. He's probably not a one or a two, but he like he belongs in a major league rotation just towards the back end. Unfortunately for the Pirates, like they're kind of relying on him. He's been their he's been their best starting pitcher for the season. If you look at overall body of work, that's including All Star Mitch Keller. Uh, but yeah, not a not the strongest outing from him. You would have loved to have seen him kind of just continue on that hot streak that he's on, uh, but uh, just not. He, he had three great starts in a row, so yeah, maybe you could say he was due for this. Oh, he was certainly due for this. Like after the, all, all of the discussion of, well, he has a better ERA than Mitch Keller. We, if you had a brain, you knew it was coming, and it came. Yep. Um, other, I will say this, like it wasn't total doom and gloom everywhere in that bullpen. I do want to say something positive about Jose Hernandez. He looked great today. Um, coming back, coming back off, uh, you know, a pretty good series against the Braves also, uh, kind of was worrying about him a little bit. He had a few shaky outings, you know, after coming off the IL there in in, uh, July, but Three straight outings now, scoreless. Today, uh, an inning and two-thirds, four strikeouts. He was all around the zone, throwing strikes. Uh, really impressive performance from Jose Hernandez today. Yeah, back to the like Jose Hernandez we saw early in the year. Granted, it, it was a low-leverage situation, which is where he really thrived early on. Mm. So I think we're back to where we were with Ovi, or with uh, – Hernandez, I'm sorry, stuck on Oviedo, but I think yeah. we're back to where we were with Hernandez. You want to, you really just want to see that next step taken forward in a bigger spot, because at this point we haven't seen him really be able to show up in maybe a medium to high leverage situation. But it's a good step to get back to where he was before. Yep, I agree. Uh, th- that's that's a guy where you kind of want to look to see towards the end of the year how he yeah. finishes because he could be a very useful piece, you know, come next year's bullpen. The other thing about him is you just kind of need to know going into the next year. Like, is he a guy you want to keep on the roster in general? Because bullpens in general are just going to be overturned like nothing. Yep. Agreed. 
Um, Colin Selby, his second appearance since being called up, didn't look good. The, no. the stuff is enticing. I'll say this: like he, you can tell there's there's a reason why he had really good minor league numbers uh, after he was converted to the bullpen. The the stuff looks good, but today it was just it was getting hit. It was getting hit hard. Uh, not not what you want to see out of your rookie reliever. That's for sure. No, he looked really bad. Um, like you said, the stuff, I think you look at it, you can see that it will play. Um, but there's a built bajillion guys with stuff like Colin Selby. I don't, I don't know. It's just kind of a wait and see with him. I don't want to put the card before, before the horse here, but I like him enough. I think he's slightly intriguing. I think he's more intriguing than a lot of guys that they've called up in the last few years. Mm -hmm. Just, I mean, just wait and see with him. I'm not really going to count him into anything. He's just right now. He's the guy that I have my eyes on a little bit. He's kind of in that same boat that uh, like Yeri De Los Santos was in last year. Like when they called him up middle of the yeah, season, fair. you know, you, he's a, uh, you, you know, good, good, solid bullpen numbers in the minors, decent stuff. Uh, De Los Santos looked, pretty good in his first uh, time around last year. So yeah, you, you definitely, and, and Colin Selby is going to be given some opportunities mm -hmm. to pitch here in the majors. Like there's you might as well at this point. So right. yeah, keep an eye on him. See if he can bounce back. Not a great performance today though. No, I mean, no, he's right now. His guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He was, he, he wasn't great. Um, Perdomo closes things out with uh with an inning and a third scoreless. At that point, who gave a yeah. shit? Yeah, I mean that I think everybody was trying to just get the game over with right. when it was nine to three like that. Um let's talk about the offense real quick. Key Brian Hayes. Um we say a hand the title here. Key Brian Hayes homers again, his third homer in four games. He's got mm -hmm. 10 runs batted in in He's four games. Weighted runs created plus. All the way back up to 88, uh, 89, sorry. Um, it was 75 five days ago. Like, he's just skyrocketing. Um, he's slugging 419 now, Tyler. 419 yeah. slugging, which is pretty respectable. It's his highest slugging percentage he's had since his uh, 2020 season. Is Cabrian Hayes back, Tyler? Is he back? Ooh, baby. He's a... Uh... So, where I'm at with Cabrian Hayes right now, and I think I've said about 17,000 times this season, is that Cabrian Hayes is close. Right now, what I see from him is a guy that's really been able to take advantage of guys that aren't taking advantage of his weaknesses. And what I mean by that is that a lot of pitchers we saw really for the last three years are able to pound him inside with the fastball. If you look through what he's done lately, everything's kind of middle out. I think we saw him hit a home run on a breaking ball that was down in a little bit. But if you're going to throw him anything hard on the inside of the plate, he has no ability to get to that still. But, the difference is at this point right now, he's able to extend himself onto that. Anything middle out, he's getting to. So he's not having to sell himself out to anything inside. 
I question what's going to happen whenever teams get back to just pound, pound, pound in, pound the hands. But for right now, I think it's a step in the right direction. He's been able to pull baseball a little bit more, stay middle more than he was, where he's not just inside out with everything. So there's some positive steps, I think, with him, but there's still there's another angle that's going to be met against him, and I want to see what happens with that. Yeah, there's certainly like like there's going to be an adjustment here, right? Like mm-hmm. pitchers are going to be like, okay, what's he doing that's causing him to be so successful? And they're going to uh they're gonna they're gonna make some sort of an adjustment. Um but you're right. Like right now, lately, you're seeing him getting the barrel to the ball and which he always does. Like he's always found a way to do that. It's just, he always catches it. You know, he's not out in front. So he hits the ball hard, but it's right at the second baseman or it, he, he screams it right to right center field. And there's a the right fielder standing right there. Um, yeah. Getting the ball in front of the plate. He's lifting it. He's driving it. You're seeing balls hit, you know, with authority to left field. You're seeing balls with authority hit the center field. Uh, he's on quite a hot streak right now. It's really nice to see. And it's just, I think this is what makes him so frustrating sometimes when he's not performing, because this isn't the first time we've seen this from him. Like we've seen Cabrian Hayes look like a really good baseball player multiple times throughout the course of his career. And it's always just small glimpses, right? Yeah. Uh, he's never been able to just take off and then stay off. Uh, he, he it's, so it's is this just another one of those instances where he's going to be hot for a few days and then he's going to go back to being the exact same Brian Hayes that we've we've seen forever? I guess we'll find out. But it's been a really fun week for him. It has. It's. I'm just waiting on the league to punch back. That's really what it comes down to with him. And I I really do think he's done a good job of actually attacking the pitches that he can hit, which I don't think he's done that well for the last couple of years. And what he's looking for, I think the the approaches looked a lot better where he's really hunting the middle out pitches and he's doing a lot more damage with them than he was where he's not just shooting it the other way like a slap hitter. He's actually driving it with authority. The difference is that at some point, they're going to face some better pitching, and they're going to figure out that Brian Hayes cannot hit an inside pitch. Until he's able to do that, I don't know that we're really going to see a different Brian Hayes. Yeah, that's fair. Um, real quick, news just came out on Twitter. Uh, a lot of people were saying Luis Ortiz was going to get the nod tomorrow starting, but uh, Andre Jackson is starting tomorrow. So that was just announced. Andre Jackson, who has looked unbelievable in his uh, two relief outings so far uh, since uh, being acquired and and brought up uh, from the Dodgers. But what are your thoughts on that? Andre Jackson starting tomorrow. Normal Tyler would say that's stupid. But Andre Jackson has looked very good. So... I mean, might as well. Like, who cares at this point? Just if he can figure something out, he he's at least shown something that he looks like he can be a part of a competitive major league team in some way because the stuff will play. 
I think you can look at it and at the very least, he looks like an effective reliever. Is he a starter? Probably not, but I'm willing to find out. Like I'd rather do this and maybe watch Luis Ortiz get rocked again. Yeah. I mean, Bucko Mike, your piggyback situation, they'll probably go Andre Jackson, three innings, four innings, maybe uh, bring in someone else to eat up a couple innings. You're probably looking at mostly a bullpen game. Which you know, it's so it. annoying that we're in bullpen games again. I hate it. I mean, you only so got four starting terrible. pitchers on the roster. And I got another post game show tomorrow. And that means it's going to be another late one. Yeah. Have fun with that. Yeah. I have a seven 45 AM tea time tomorrow. I'm, I plan on being on the course at like yeah. eight tomorrow. Okay. So we'll both be out there. Oh yeah. Yeah. First time this year. Oh, really? Haven't been out oh, yet. Best of best of luck to you. Oh, I've been out quite a few times. I'm gonna lose plenty of balls. Yeah. Um. Anybody else on the offense? I mean, the, the rest of the offense was pathetic. No, like, Alika terrible. Williams. Alika Williams. At what point do we? Like, none of us on this entire podcast had any faith in Alika Williams coming up, and. I think this is just one of those things where guys like you need to realize that four years worth of data is more important sometimes than 30 days worth of data. So the four years saying that Alika Williams couldn't hit and the one month saying that he could like the four years, probably more accurate. Uh, he went like an over three today, three strikeouts. He's now, he's now hitting 205, 279 OBP, 256 slugging. He has a 50-weighted runs created plus 43 plate appearances. He's just looked completely overmatched. No, he's terrible. He's absolutely awful. And the day to give up on him would have been the day he got called up. He's bad. Like, there's no reason this guy's on the team. Last year, I'd be losing my mind right now. But this year, we're in August, and I'm, I'm moving on to football. There you go. Hopefully, I mean, what do you what do you think though? Do you think he stays until O'Neill Cruz is back, or do you do you make a move here soon because he really has been bad at the plate? Can I uh, counter that and ask you a question? Sure. You mentioned O'Neill Cruz. If it's you had to buy stock on somebody, are you buying the Ellie De La Cruz stock or the O'Neill Cruz stock? Do I have to answer that? On a Pirates podcast? I don't know. You know what, Jim? You don't because I'm buying the same stock you are. It's hard to not like really love the 21-year-old as opposed to the 24-year-old. Without the leg. I think think both are going to be extremely fun and electric baseball players for a long time. Uh, It sucks that De La Cruz is in our division because – Pirates fans kind of got his first their their first look at him today. Yeah. He's a he's a special he's a special talent. Like just yeah. like O'Neill Cruz is and how everyone lost their minds about the stuff that O'Neill Cruz can do on a baseball field. Ellie De La Cruz can do basically everything O'Neill Cruz can. And I mean like I don't want to be the negative like negative Nancy here but Ellie De La Cruz can probably stay a short. And if worst case scenario he really can play third. Definitely the better defender of the two. Yeah. 
Andy. It's I'm not answer. answering your question though. I'm not answering no, your question. I'm, I'm, you know what? You don't have to. I'm buying I'm buying O'Neill Cruz stock because he's sure. he's my guy. We gotta stand by him. O'Neill Cruz. Buy it. Sure. You know what? You think O'Neill if, Cruz. Hey, if we're gonna do that, if we really want to get down this rabbit hole, O'Neill Cruz doesn't pound the ball into the ground. O'Neill Cruz definitely has certain behaviors that are better than Ellie De La Cruz right now. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. But I think Ellie De La Cruz is certainly a uh, future MVP candidate. (laughs) He kind of reminds me of a switch hitting Fernando Tatis. Maybe better defense. <laughs> Probably. Like, better. like at the very least, Eloy De La Cruz can play third base at a very high level. I yeah. Think. So it's uh he does strike out a lot. That's the one thing on him right now. Uh, but I think the more major league pitching he sees, he'll 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 uh he'll address that. But 21 years old, it's pretty it's pretty impressive what he what, what he's doing right now. I mean, at the end of the day, I I really do hope that we get multiple years of arguing of who the better Cruz is. Yeah. It'll at least give the Pirates fans and Reds fans something when we're, you know, right. competing for division titles. Hopefully they are. Yeah. Um, Henry Davis finally got a hit today. Connor Joe got a hit. Mander McCutcheon had a hit. Brian Reynolds had two hits. Um, Jack Swinski over three, two strikeouts. He is now, I think, two for 34 with 17 strikeouts this month is I think the correct number. So he's in one of those Jack Sawinski patented slumps currently. See, today was the day he would have came up and hit a home run when they were down nine two. Yeah. But he was left on, on in the on deck circle. Yep. He would have homered. Yep. I agree. It's time to shine. <laughs> And anything else you want to talk about? No, like they lost nine two. Steelers are on. Like nobody cares. Yep. Twenty, uh, hey, twenty two minutes talking about a nine two game that was completely and utterly awful. I think we did a good job. Tried my hardest. Yeah, Dave asked if we're going to comment on the new MLB pipeline prospect rankings. No. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know there was. One. I talked to, I talked about him a little bit last night on the out of the park stream, Dave. So if you want to check that out, I talked about him then. Oh yeah. I just didn't pay that much attention to any of it. Yeah. All right. Brandon Williamson, lefty pitcher going tomorrow for the reds versus again, just announced Andre Jackson. will get his first start uh, with the pirates. Seven Oh five game. We'll be back with the post game show until then. Thanks for watching. Uh, Thanks for watching the post game show, and we'll uh, we'll see you tomorrow. Peace out, our scouts. Hey, you all! Thank you for watching. I know we try to provide the most entertaining content that we can, uh, and we'd love to spread it to as many people as possible. So uh, I know it doesn't seem like a lot, but if you could take the five seconds to like this video and subscribe to the page, it helps out so much more than you know. Thank you, and let's go, Bucks.